episode 193, When You Can't Find the Answer. I'm Amber Harper from the Burned In Teacher Podcast and a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educator's podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, hey, elite educators. It's Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. Thanks for tuning in another week. Good gosh, do I have a lesson. I have got to get off my chest and share with you, hoping you don't have to learn this one yourself. You can take the lead from me, skip over this in your career, and get ahead of the game faster than I have ever. (laughs) I'm only laughing because the struggle has been real for way too long. But I want to remind you that when I call you elite, I'm not just coming up with a fun name. I really admire you. I think you're a fantastic educator. You are taking time out of your day to learn along with me, to hear these lessons that I have been overcoming years and years in the making and trying to apply it to your situation and navigate your own situations and come out better than ever. And I appreciate you for showing up and for being real and being transparent and being vulnerable and reaching out to me and having conversations and asking for advice. The characteristic of an elite educator is someone that goes the extra step, someone that is always trying to better themselves. Even if they're successful, even if they're amazing in what they do each day, they are still wanting to find better ways and new ways to diversify themselves and to become a better person and a better professional. So congrats to you for being elite. This podcast episode is for everyone because this is going to happen to you at some point in your career. But those of you teachers in distress or transition, you're on my heart with this one as we talk about how to navigate moments in your career when your head is against the wall because you cannot find the answer to a particular issue. So let's reignite your passion and potential. You ready? Here we go. Today's episode is sponsored by Always a Lessons newer teacher mentorship program for teachers in their first three years of teaching who want support, guidance, and encouragement to successfully reach their potential in half the time. Check out the show notes or shoot me an email at Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com for details to participate. Y'all, we are seven episodes away from our big celebration of 200. Come be part of the fun. If you've enjoyed the podcast, leave a quick audio comment telling me what your favorite thing about the Empowering Educators podcast is. Don't forget to say your name and where you're from. I want to give you a shout out. You can contact me on Voxer or just use some voice recorder app and email me, Gretchen at alwayslisten.com. Or if you've got a favorite episode, Just email that to me or on social media. Tell me what it was to cast your vote. Plus, as a way to say thank you for tuning in every week, I want to reward a handful of you with an Amazon gift card. You just have to go to iTunes, leave a rating and review, screenshot that, 
email it to me again, Gretchen at alwayslesson.com. I'm going to pick a winner at the end of September and it is September y'all. So you better get to work. Okay. All those details are going to be in the show notes. If you're driving or you're working out and you cannot remember all those details, alwayslesson.com. Click on podcast. You'll find this episode and all the details will be there for you. Okay. Let's dive into this episode. It has been quite a challenging year for me professionally, if I'm being transparently honest. <laughs> I kind of alluded to the uh, to that in the beginning of the episode, and I don't mean to laugh and make light of it. I just am laughing almost at myself that I'm struggling with a continuous problem. <laughs> oh, stop laughing. It's not funny. It's just comical to me that I can't overcome it. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to tell you what, what's transpiring. So I'm like almost over the mountain, but not quite. (laughs) Stop laughing. It's not funny. I'm so overly frustrated. I think I've got the sillies from just like banging my head against the wall. And so I'm like, what better way to help me go through these emotions and overcome this than to talk to y'all about it, right? That's what you're here for. So this year has been super rewarding. I have set goals for myself and I have achieved every single one of them ahead of their deadline. And that is to be celebrated, but it's also been equally, if not more challenging for me. (laughs) My problem is I love my job as a teacher leader and a trainer so much so that I give, give, give. And because of that, I end up with so many folks to support and not enough me to go around. And I try to hone in on who needs me most and what aspects of teaching and learning are the most important. And just when I think I've got a system and a plan of attack, something knocks me off track. I get muddled in the weeds. I get stuck in the mud. I spin my wheels all day and night without any light bulb moments of how to solve my problem. And sometimes I feel like I can't help anyone if I'm trying to help everyone. It's like having a classroom of so many needs. And if you even attempt to help everyone, you are spread so thin, you're ineffective and you get burnt out. Luckily, though, I've been at this roadblock before, although in many different scenarios. So I was able to recognize it immediately. I avoided burnout. I avoided being ineffective, but I did not avoid losing time or being frustrated. So I still to this moment don't have the clarity that I'm searching for, but I do have next steps and I do have accountability partners to brainstorm with. I do have support from friends and family to keep showing up and allowing the pieces to fall. And I also have the past experience to remind me I have overcome this before and I will overcome it now. Those same experiences remind me that When you're so close to a problem, we lose sight of the answer. So I want to share with you four tips for how to respond when you just cannot seem to find the answer that you're looking for. Tip number one, detach. I knew that I had to stop obsessing over my problem. The more I thought about it, the more overwhelmed I became. And that overwhelm doesn't help me think clearly. In fact, it makes my brain mush. I can't sleep and I'm irritable as I'll get out. I decided to just drop the problem for a minute in hopes it brought me some perspective. So for a few days, I didn't discuss it. I didn't think about it. I didn't complete any task that would make me inadvertently work on it. And my hope was that I would have this huge aha, that the answer was right in front of my face. 
because that is what has happened in the past. Once I calmed down, my brain started to work and I saw the situation from a different angle and it was just obvious to me what that next step was. This time though, zero aha, zero clarity, zero idea of what to do to solve my problem. And that's when I knew I had to get a pen and a piece of paper old school problem solving sleuth over here. (laughs) Tip number two, take stock. I had to make sure I was looking at the facts only. So I started charting everything I was doing for educators. I made this huge list and then I organized the list by commonalities because I was hoping that by dissecting this situation in this way, I could see it for what it was. And then the answer would just leap off the page. You know, my past experiences told me that when I'm in the weeds, If I look at the facts, it becomes clear because the data doesn't lie. I figured I would be able to see who I should focus on and how I should help them. I felt like everything was important. And because of that, I didn't have direction. I was a walking, talking pinball all over the freaking place. It was like time to hone in. And I wasn't sure which fork in the road to take. And I I didn't want to leave out anyone that needed me. And I wanted to have a huge impact for the ones that needed it most. I didn't have a gut feeling on what I should do. I didn't have any signs telling me what to do. Stepping back didn't work. Taking stock didn't work. That meant it was time to partner up. So tip three, get help. I needed to sit elbow to elbow with a thought partner. I just needed to verbally vomit my business all over the table so that together we could think it through. And my past experiences taught me that when someone else looks at your problem, they can pinpoint areas of distress and help you pivot towards an open field. So lucky for me, my all-time favorite mentor and guide was in town visiting for the Labor Day weekend. You guessed it my dad, my brilliant voice of reason. So we sat out on the front porch in the rocking chairs, enjoying the beautiful Carolina weather. And we got to talking because that is how we normally talk things out. But I was still struggling. It was like the words were jumbled and foreign. I wasn't able to connect to them. I wasn't able to make sense of them. I wasn't feeling relief. And I finally told my dad I needed to just sit down and figure this out on my own and just do the work. That by taking space from my problem and staring at the facts and by begging someone else to fix it for me was not helping. It was obvious that the answer was I had to sit down and do the work myself. And only then through that process would I be able to get unstuck. So off we went to the dining table because he obviously wasn't going to let me do this alone as much as as stubborn as I am. He poured us some wine. We actually barely touched it because we were just busy solving problems. It was so refreshing to just sit with a mentor at a table and hash out problems. I don't know if you ever feel like that, but I loved when my coaches would come into my classroom, they'd pull up a chair and they'd say like, let's figure this out. Let's, we'd lesson plan, we'd data dig, we made anchor charts or sitting charts, we'd cry, laugh and get loud. I mean, I admire mentors who roll up their sleeves and help someone else do their work. It shows me that they're invested in me as a person and they want to help me figure it out. And yeah, they could do it for me. And yeah, they could tell me what to do, but helping me do it's like a whole nother level. And in that moment at that dining room table, those classroom moments came back to me. Like how many times had I been frustrated and lost and could not find my way out? How was I going to lead a team of people if I didn't have all the answers? Or how was I supposed to lead a classroom if I wasn't perfect and didn't have it all figured out? 
But guess what? I did the work. Whether it meant I backed up from the situation and revisited it later, or I looked at the facts on a piece of paper before trying to solve it again, or partnering up with a mentor to work together towards a solution, I always came out on top, better than ever. And in this situation, my dad prompted me with questions to get me to think from different angles, to share my rationale for decisions I've made, to challenge me to do more and do it in a better way. So our conversation was just back and forth, back and forth. It required both of us to participate and be all in. No distractions, just two people, one problem. Step four, go solo. I wrote all over an entire legal pad. So much so I had to sit by myself afterwards to just wrap my head around what happened. (laughs) I had so many tabs open on my computer because we were poring over the teachers I support and the content I developed to help them. I had next steps written all over the place that I needed to complete. Um, but I still had to prioritize them. I had to map out my next steps. I had to just put it all back together again. And those quiet moments by myself were empowering. I was able to take what we developed and put a plan in place. And like I said earlier, my clarity hasn't completely arrived, but it will once I do the work. So I have my homework to do and who knows how long it's going to take, but I'm going to be stronger and wiser and better equipped to move forward. I am more focused in my work with teachers. And then because of that, I'm going to be able to immensely impact them every day. Like most life lessons, you come out on the other side a better person. And I know I have learned to rely on my experiences because they have taught me so much about myself. I know what has helped me before. I've got a system that I follow to get back on track faster AKA my four steps that I'm sharing with you. So if you're finding yourself and you will in a situation where you cannot find the answer, implement what I just shared with you. Detach, take stock, get help, go solo. You don't have to remain frustrated that you cannot figure out what you should do to fix something or get better at something or make something go away. (laughs) Take some time to leave it be, and most often than not, the answer is going to appear to you when you least expect. And if not, that's okay, because you're going to revisit it again in a little while, looking at it later for what it is, just the facts, looking at it black and white, the solution is going to be much clearer. But if not, no worries either, because you can get help from a colleague or a friend or a family member, someone who's been there, done that, or maybe someone who's just a great support and wise and advice. If that conversation doesn't seem to bring clarity, that's fine too. Go sit by yourself and gather your thoughts. You've tried a few strategies now, and that process in itself might unveil the answer when you look at it in its entirety versus as separate entities. And for me, a small part of the puzzle came out of each of those parts of the strategy. When I stepped back, I realized I was so focused on who I was helping instead of what I was helping them with. I had to work backwards because working forwards is where the obstacle was coming from. 
Uh, by working backwards, I would be able to hone in on what teachers I had to prioritize in my work. And then when I dug into the data, I realized, yeah, I am everywhere helping folks, but it's the same types of folks over and over. So I actually have been prioritizing, but I do need to zoom in a bit further. And then when I reached out for help, I was able to go through every aspect of my work to leave no stone unturned because I realized I missed a few stones when I was doing that work myself. So talking it through, with someone help me find some of those missing pieces. And then when I took time to bring it all together by myself in a quiet room, I was able to calm my anxiety, get clear direction on my next steps to complete. So without this four-step strategy, I would still be spinning my wheels. And sometimes small progress is overlooked as an answer to the problem because each of these small steps forward seemed, well, small and insignificant, like I still had a problem to solve, but I didn't. Time and just working the plan will finish out the rest. But I had actually uncovered a major trap that was holding me back. So don't underestimate those little solutions that you uncover. Not every problem is solved with a magic wand and immediate relief. Boom. That was good. That was good. I wish I had said that to myself a few days ago. (laughs) It might have given me some hope and some encouragement to just keep at it because the breakthrough was coming. So as you take on this year and really the rest of your career, expect moments of pause. Whether it's completely wipes you off your feet or just appears as a small hiccup, remember this four-step system to bring you clarity when you can't find the answer. Detach take stock, get help, go solo. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on how to respond and recover when you can't find the answer. Remember, episode 200 is coming up. Participate in the celebration by letting me know your favorite podcast episode or your favorite thing about the podcast, Gretchen at AlwaysLesson.com. Plus, enjoy a gift from me to you by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. This helps other educators find the show. I appreciate y'all tuning in every episode. I am just humbled that you learn along with me these past few years. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered.